Good evening, Patriots. And it's Tuesday, July 20, or I'm July 20th, July 12th. And on the East Coast, you're already on the 13th. It's always interesting at night when I say that because I know that those listening on the other side are like, dude, we've already left the previous day. But that's cool. This is always West Coast Broadcasting Center Point, right? Patriots, before we begin tonight, just make sure you're taking good care of your health. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So, Patriots, I'm going to start with uh, <laughs> one minute of this is how crazy of a world we are in. Check this out. This is from Bryce and Gray. They waiting for this one. Hey, 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 you know what's really wild? Got your own son calling you a pedophile. Why you getting called that by your own child? It's a pedo Peter every time the phone down. Wow, Hunter arguing with hookers while he wearing crack, whoa. They call it a conspiracy, but I'm saying facts, whoa. In the mansion up in Cali, but don't pay for that. Whoa, the media gonna cover it up like he ain't your hat, whoa. Here we go again. Here we go. If it was Trump Jr., it would be on CNN. This is what happens when you rip into a slate of sin. This is what happens when the devil knock you let him in. Nah, I don't care about who this offends. Buy your crime family, they all belong in a pen. Buy your loves minors, that's the real BLM. Call me what you want, but at least I ain't a damn. Wait, hold up, don't get mad at me. Am I tripping over seeing bed with Natalie? Why he recording all that? What's the strategy? If you do this, that should probably do bestiality. Hey, the president's son is a crack. But you the smartest guy, he noticed what your dad said Is he the real president or Jack Lee? Why is everyone that voted for your dad dead? Hey, you know what's really wild? Got your own son calling you a pedophile Why you getting called that by your own child? It's a pedo Peter every time the phone down <laughs> This is the world we live in Where you can literally do a rap on the president's son Who's calling his dad a pedophile? I don't even, oh man. That's it right there. Sum it up all in one. It's really hard to imagine just how crazy, absolutely how crazy we have become as a nation and how out of touch we've become. I, I think Matthew 24 12 really nails this. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will become cold. 
I think we're right in that point right now. It's pretty in, pretty sad, but it's true. So there is a series of things I want to play here, and I'm just going to kind of build a case for people being slaves from the child from the point of being a child and kind of this fight to break free. So I'm going to start with this piece here and just kind of a perspective on, and you've heard me say many, everything in this you've heard me say before with the exception of one thing is I haven't done a research on it before. I mean, I know about it, but I haven't done a show on it. But I'm going to start with this here. This is just a perspective on what the elites want can't drive your car past 8 p.m. because of the environment. You can't eat meat anymore because of the environment. Stay home, eat the bugs, be a slave, be a slave, be a slave. Every single government in the world is interested in control. That's all they've ever wanted. That's all they ever want more of. Governments want control. They want to control their populace. They think of us as sheep. We're cattle to them. They want us to comply. They don't want our individuality. They don't want us to think for ourselves. They want us to just sit there and obey like robots. So every single one of them is slowly inching day by day pushing the limits, taking as much control as they can from the people to the people revolt. Mm -hmm. And if they do it slowly and incrementally, they get away with a lot. And that's what they're doing. And they're all inching towards communism, which is what they want in the end, because communism is the governmental system that allows us the most control over the world. People sit there and go, oh, no, the governments don't want communism. The governments want free enterprise because governments want money and governments want you, uh, uh, everyone to be rich and they want people to be wealthy. This is beyond money. The, the people in charge of the world print the money. They don't care about, about money. They don't care about economies. They don't care about taxes. All these things are brokey cons considerations. When you print the money, do you think you give a shit if the economy is good or bad? You print the money. You don't care. What you care about is when you click your fingers, do people obey you? That's what they want. They want power. So I think what's important, to pers the perspective here, which we don't emphasize enough, all governments end up wanting the same thing. And they always want power over the people because once they get a taste of it, they want more of it. What we've seen with this pandemic and the COVID nonsense is that not only did they get a taste of it, they got drunk on the power. So they've become a version of a power alcoholic. And they can't let go of it. And this is where we are now. And you have with this a highly zealous, crazy type, neurotic leadership that isn't looking to wait. They want it now because that's the product of the me religion and the me generation. They want it now. You know, Burger King kind of thing, like, you know, you can have it your way, but I want it now. I don't want to have to wait. And so this is the combination of the drunk on power and the obsession to want it now is creating a, a perfect storm for highly accelerated, focused, and intense tyranny, which we're currently in. Now, the system itself is framed in such a way as that we are all intended to be slaves. And it begins as a child. And what we're seeing right now in our schools with the groomers and the teaching of CRT and QT, with CRT, critical race theory, and queer theory, is just an extension of what they've been doing all along. They've just been very passive about it, seemingly passive, as, they've, as they have slowly worked through this process of dismantling the family. And probably one of the most devastating and destructive aspects to the family isn't what we've paid much attention to. 
which is, and I mentioned this in the last show, which is the principle of turning our children from being something we nurture to being an agent to capture cool moments to share on social media so we can get more hits and give ourselves pats on the back. So our, our children just become part of a movie that we're creating in our lives to share with everybody on our various social media outlets. I don't do it, but for those that do it, so that they can get reassured by others that they're great people. This is a really a debased person that we're dealing with because society has been so driven down that they're literally living in this need, this constant need of I need reinforcement. And it's happening. That's what social media has accomplished beautifully. And so we've seen a, a point now where we have a family. In some places, we have family structures. But the functioning of the family, the true nurturing model of the family, has become almost an extinct species. It would be on the endangered species list at this point in time. So with that in mind, now, I did play this last hour, but I want you to hear this again in this context of, this, of these pieces I'm putting together here. Now listen to the importance of sexualizing children. We, we have the elite's idea of power. They want power. Now listen to this perspective on the sexualizing of children. The most powerful weapon on earth is sex. When you use sex as a weapon to a child, you will destroy a child's life. You will MK Ultra control that child. That child will be a walking zombie when he or she is 18, 19 and will not fight for individual liberty, truth, justice for all, First Amendment, Second Amendment, Constitution, will not defend this nation. Why, Yaku? Because when a, when a human being is victimized sexually, they're like a turtle that pulls his head in a shell. They go into survival mode. They know this. They know very well because, again, Alfred Kinsley showed them this. They know. Hitler talked about this. They know if they can sexually compromise America's children, they will, not, they will become subordinates. They will not fight. So you see how easy it is now when you sexualize children and your objective is power, your main ob obstacle to accomplishing that goal is the point of getting through the current generations that still hold to the values that we need to be independent and free. But if you can sexualize enough of the children, which is their full court press right now, then that base is created that is obedient and worse than obedient they become obedient slaves and drones they will be passive to the leadership but they will do as the leadership says which is what we're seeing and we're seeing byproducts of this right now so this is very important to understand that step now if you think that that wasn't part of a master plan at a much higher level where they're going to create actual subjects that they can turn into MK Ultra soldiers. And keep what I just said in mind because you've got the, the master plan of power. Then you have this tyranny of sexualizing children so you create a class of slaves, obedience. And now you need to create select soldiers and other things, the people that will become part of your very in, inner circle slave class for various aspects of the things that you need. And that project was run by the CIA in something called 
the finders. Disclaimer, this is all public domain, but here we go down the rabbit hole again. In 1993, the FBI declassified a 324-page document about the role intelligence officers played in ritualistic child abuse called the Finders. The Finders are a CIA front that was established in the 1960s. The members were trained government officials with top-level clearance. They were assigned with the task of kidnapping, torture programming, and abusing children throughout the United States, and sometimes involving satanic rituals. They use a fleet of unmarked vans to grab targeted children from parks and schoolyards. In doing so, they use the children within their organization as decoys who attract the victims close to the van where they are then grabbed by the adults. They transport the children to a series of safe houses to keep them from being found. They are then used in their satanic ceremonies for body parts as sex slaves and some are auctioned off at various locations around the northern hemisphere. In the past, the finders have auctioned off children at secret locations near Las Vegas, Nevada and Toronto, Canada. Marion David Petit is an identified homosexual pedophile and a CIA operative. His son was a member of a CIA proprietary firm, Air America which was notorious for smuggling drugs destined for the U.S. out of the Golden Triangle into Saigon during the Vietnam War. Nothing to see here. So you're seeing now that this is a program that dates back to the 60s, if not a little bit before, but it goes full swing into the 60s. And now watch, just look kind of with an open eye as to the cultural revolution begins in the 60s, which is getting fed by drugs being trafficked by Air America out of the Golden Triangle, which is Vietnam, Cambodia region. At the same time, they're using MKUltra in experimentation. They're using, and the sons of many of the CIA operatives are providing the music. And, and they're also being funded in, indirectly through CIA operative companies to develop this new music, resonance frequency. As they shift an entire generation, they introduce birth control, they create freedom of sex, they break down the family. And then as they progress forward, now they, these same people become the agents that start to fill into the schools and the legal system, the corporate offices, senior levels, lawyers, and where else? The government. So we, we see that infiltration building from the 60s forward to where now they have the, the complete system in place and they're rolling it out in full course press for the mass of children out there to indoctrinate them and move them forward. And so here's a perspective of somebody who has opened their eyes. Again, I played this earlier today about homeschooling. This is a, a young man that if you see him and you watch the video, you might not even watch it because he's got two big discs, earrings in his ear. He's got an owl, owl, owl slash a butterfly tattoo on his neck. He's got beads around his neck and he's got an ear nose ring. I think it's just what he's going to say. And we, that piece that you just heard on the finders was done by him. This piece is done by him. He's awake. And that's the power of what's happening right now. Homeschooling is not an experiment. Kids were learning at home for thousands of years. The public school system is the experiment, and that experiment is in trouble. The older I get, the clearer I see why I went to public school growing up. I went to school so I could be molded into a state-approved, homogenous drone that isn't allowed to think outside the prescribed consensus. I was taught to repeat information instead of being taught to think for myself. If I was taught the latter, I would eventually grow to become a threat to the status quo. When I graduated, I got a job and I paid taxes in order to perpetuate the corporate system of indentured servitude for my political overlords. I grew up as a pawn in the illusion. But as I grew, I began to experience the world around me for what it was, which was everything except for those things which my eyes were observing. And then, I unplugged myself. Nothing lasts, but nothing is lost. 
the interesting thing is to watch that progression because here's someone who's actually moved through that whole system we talked about. And it's interesting, the tattoo on his neck, by the way, because that the butterfly is an MK Ultra symbol and the owl is the ritualistic sacrifice symbol for the Kazarian Mafia, which is all Baal and Malik related. So it's interesting that he has that. And yet his words are very awake. I'm not, I'm not saying he is a product directly of it, but again, those influences are around them. And the symbology does shape them. So we're living in a very amazing time of starting to see people step out of the matrix. They were pushed through the matrix and we have to start acknowledging just how complex this system is. But here's the catch. And it's that if we spend too much time trying to figure out where things were, instead of looking at where we're going, we're going to miss it. We can't be worrying about way down the future yet because we're not there and it's nice to dream. But the fact of the matter is that what is pressing before us is a necessity to wake up and be present in the moment. How we got here, how many of us got here come from various different routes. That's what God does. He sends us out and we walk these various trails. But when God calls, we end up at similar places. And we look around and we go, wait a minute, why you don't look like what I expected. And they look at you and they say, well, I don't, you don't look like what I expected. And it doesn't matter because we're all there with a common mindset. If you're looking at certain body physiques or if you're looking at certain hair colors, eyes, certain tattoos, no tattoos, you're going to be very disappointed if that's what your expectation is because we're all going to arrive and God's like, guess what? I brought a whole bunch of you together. Because that's how I've beat everybody. Because my army is everyone when they listen and I, they respond to the call. So here's just a quick piece on the Dutch protest. And I think it just puts a lot of things in context of where we currently are. This is my hometown, folks. This is what we stand for. We stand united with farmers. They want to disown the farmers from their property. You know what it is when you don't have property anymore? You got children. What do you do with your children? You want to become a farmer. So please stand up. And also the farmers, they, they, they we get our food. Our, our, everything comes from the farmers. So when no farmer, no food. Please, 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 I beg you, wake up, wake up. Don't let this go, go, go down as many people go dead or something else or just please please wake up let the world show what's going on right here it's, it's no good the agenda from klaus schwab the 2030 agenda this is rolled out it's nothing to do with this own your own folks it's terrible please wake up and there you have it i mean this is where we are we've all come from these different places and we have to now start looking around and realizing that we're here to work together. And that's the hardest part because we all have different baggages now. And I'll tell you honestly, part of their success, they being those in the higher echelons of power, which end up going very, it's a very nefarious statement because we know, still don't know who the perpetrators are. We still don't know who the plotters are. And we have an increasing view of the plot, at least, the plot to destroy humanity. 
But what ends up happening, if we don't hang on a foundation of faith and relationship with God, we start to look at this plot and we start to auger ourselves into the ground. And what ends up happening when we auger ourselves in the ground is we become fatalistic. And there's a fine line in fatalism and a fine line with those that are like following the revelationist path. Because when, you, when they're obsessed with the revelationist path, there is a terminal end. It is like we're, we're at the end. And I, I know people don't always agree with this, but I'm giving you the framing of where I see this. And with this as well as an attitude that, okay, we just have to get through this because the end and then we're all going to be saved. Well, here's the problem. Christ is looking for a bride. And God is, this is going to make heaven on earth. So if you're waiting to be pulled out and you're not paying attention to what Christ is looking for, what are you doing? Our role here is to be disciples, not to be couch potatoes, pew marshmallows, a variety of other examples I can give. And we have a very intimate and special role right now that's totally blessed, but it takes courage. Matt Walsh has got something on courage. Take a listen to this. Difficult when people are attacking you, but we can acknowledge that. And I think we've all acknowledged that. And I acknowledge that. I've experienced it. So I know that it's difficult. But once we acknowledge that, then we just have to move on. Because if we're going to tolerate that as an excuse indefinitely, then nothing's going to ever get better. Like if, if you want any kind of positive change in society requires at least a little bit of courage. There's no way to do it without courage. C.S. Lewis said, courage is the testing point of all virtue. You can't really have any virtue if you don't have courage. What you're basically saying is, yeah, but you know, if it requires courage, then we shouldn't expect people to do it. Well, that is also, talk about giving up on civilization. I mean, that's, you're just giving up or throwing up our hands. And we need to hold people to a higher standard than that. Yes, it does require courage to stand up against the mob, but we all should expect each other to show courage. And if we don't, we should be held accountable. Man, do I agree with that last. We have to show courage, and it's accountability in the part of how we live. Because if we're not living with accountability and courage courage and accountability, then we're just kind of treading water and getting by. And that's not why we're here. That's, I mean, if you just think about it in a simple perspective, then why would God bother? If all our time was here, is it just, okay, well, I've got, I've got to accept Christ and I've got to just stay close to him and kind of figure that out and then do the best I can, but I'm forever a sinner and I'm guilty and I'm never going to do any good. So that's why I got to go to church every Sunday because I got to clean up on that stuff so I can get through the week because I'm going to be a sinner and I'm no good. And it's like, that's literally what God made us to do. It's a rinse, wash, repeat, rinse, wash, repeat. That's, that's the spin cycle on the washing machine. And I'm not doing that. That's not the way I live. And I don't think that's the way God intended us to live. That's not the way Christ lived. And it's not the way the disciples lived. And in this point in time, it is so absolutely essential that we seek forward to bring more souls back to Christ. Luke 5, 15, 8 to 10. Listen, or what woman, if she is... 10 silver coins and loses one coin does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me 
because I have found the coin which I had lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And isn't that the mission? Ultimately, is for us to be participant in, in a metaphorical sense, finding the coin to celebrate so that the angels themselves can celebrate the sinner that repents? I mean, that's to me profound, and it's, it is to a great place and something that the more that we go down here, the value of the word of Christ is, and, and I, I say this perhaps too lightly, but it's, it's like, how could we not be speaking about Christ? You know, I grew up in a small town, and I've told you this many times, and it's kind of a repeat, but... This small town, it's a town that was consumed with a revelationist mentality. So everything was about the end of times. And this came from a very good context because in the late 70s, the logging industry was absolutely imploded in this town. This was a town of about 16,000 people or so. Its population dropped to 12,000 people after the logging industry went. And you can do those numbers. That's about 4,000 people that left because they had no jobs. Because there was approximately 30 mills that were erased from existence. Small family mills didn't cease to exist in a span of about four or five years. I grew up in a town that understood the principle of unemployment. And in the little town north, which is called Sutherland, in that town... They understood desperate and desperation in terms of economics, where people would literally just scrap together whatever pieces they could and go to these places they could get a free table and have a perpetual garage sale and just sell something to get some milk and bread. Unemployment rate 22 to 27% regularly in my town when I grew up. There was no hope to stay here. And yet when I was in elementary school, the opportunity was to stay here to work in the mill if somebody wanted to. Imagine this, in the 70s, a high school student could get an internship working at the local mill for $15 an hour in 70s money. And when they went to work with the mill, if they did the internship for two summers, then they would, could be hired on as a full-time and start into the union train, trading program or train program, training program, and their starting wage would be 17 and a half an hour. That's in the 1970s. By the time I got to high school, so that's in early 70s, about 75, by the time I get to high school, 80s, early 80s, 81, 82, 83, now, since the logging industry has been decimated, we now see the, the wage, if you could even get an internship, which they were shrinking, was somewhere around $12 an hour, and yet we still had inflation and the buying power of the dollar had still continued to decline. You can kind of see now where the revelationist mentality steps in because this is the, the reborn movement of baptism of the Baptist church that moves into the town and it's, you've got to accept Jesus because the world is ending and people could buy into that and they could, they would want to buy into it because it was an easy way out. We didn't have to endure this much longer because Jesus is coming. And that shaped a town for well over a decade. It's still here a little bit, but not as much. And that revelationist mentality then shuts people down. 
my dad would do a series of books at the end of the year. He was a, he was a general contractor focused on remodeling houses. And here's what was crazy. Year after year, the ones that didn't pay their bills every single time to the person would claim that they were reborn in Christ because this revelation mentality promoted an idea that they could escape their responsibilities now because Christ was coming. That's ultimately it. We cannot live like that. And that is not Jesus's path. So you can imagine, it took me a while in my life to be able to really come back and find a very close and intimate relationship with God because I was jaded. I had seen the church. I had gone to church. I'd seen the garbage and the theatrics and the revelationist crap that they were feeding on people. I saw the door knocking every Sunday telling me I was going to hell because I wasn't part of this church or that. That's hypocrisy. And I brutalized the church to this day for its stupidity because of how many people they drove away and how many false narratives they gave into a beautiful faith in the relationship with Jesus. And these people, many of them may never know it because of these fools. But we can't let that happen. And we absolutely cannot let the magic, the beauty, the glory, the love of Jesus slip away from people right now. So we have to find the passion, the love, and we have to find the way to get past these intense moments. We have to have the courage to confront people with truth. It's not going to be easy because we're the disciples. God has us here for this. We're not hanging around in pews. We're out in the world. We're trying to sow seeds in gardens. We're trying to prep. We're trying to build home churches. We're trying to build a living that's not dependent on a corporate yoke. We're trying to make sure the family's health is okay. We're trying to get homeschooling done if you have kids. That's the magic pieces that come together to build this tapestry that then we take it into the world and we share it. And what amazing, what an amazing, amazing thing to share. And that's the coin that the woman finds that she celebrates and calls her friends together and says, look what I've found. Rejoice with me because I have found the coin which I had lost. And as we take that in and share that, then it's the other person that sees it. They don't have to hear about the end of the world. They need to see the joy and the love that comes out through us. I, I, I just... I guess, I guess I walk in this world now in such a way, it's like, Jesus, it's just such a beautiful walk and I want people to share it. And I don't have to be out here screaming Jesus at the top of my lungs. I just want people to witness the love through me that Jesus gives because through that we can have amazing conversations. And when we dig in, sure, we can get into scripture. If they choose, maybe they are not ready. I don't know, but what I do know is when someone encounters it and we have a bright conversation, Jesus is there, and we've made that connection, and guess what? At that point, Jesus can grab the wheel and run because you know he will. Ultimately, we all have to find our way to Christ, and that's a really beautiful place to experience. And part of that is trust. So I'm going to make a big step of trust tonight. Our favorite Canadian, Evren, has just completed a new piece. I have no idea what it sounds like. 
and I'm going to play it because I know his heart and I know where he comes from. And I think whatever we do here is going to be right. So take and listen to this five minute new piece by Everin. I was from the world, I was from a time Thinking it was me, thinking it was fine Life was on the brink, I was in the maze Never thought that I would make it through the days Glory to the king, found me on my knees Everything he knows, everything he sees Blessed be the child, living through the veil Now we on the way, now we setting sail Working through the noise, fighting through the lies Through the tribulation, kept me through the trials Living on a prayer, blinded by the cries I was dead and thinking I was on the rise Everyone around me telling me that I would be the one To make it, take it to the top Never have enough, never make a difference Hungry for the mission that would never stop Glory to the king, I was just a pawn Living for the light, praying for the dawn Thinking I was right, grateful I was wrong Life is such a gift, thank you for the song When he called my name, I was so afraid Thought I wasn't worth the price that he paid Now I see the blessing, giving you the praise Knowing you will keep me till the end of days And now I see the ways Your love is so amazing Keep me from the world, keep me in your grace Lord, keep me Keep it from myself, keep it from the hate, keep, keep it from the from pain Keep it from the thunder, living in your wonder, washed in the rain Keep it from the way that I was living, thinking I, I was justified Travel down the road, thought I was alone, now you're by my side Keep it from the greed, keep it from the lust, keep it from the rage Keep me in the word, give me courage every time I turn a page Keep it from the evil, keep me in your love, keep me in your stride Travel down the road, though I'm not alone, now you're by my side Lord, I wanted all the lights, wanted all the glam, wanted all the fame Hoping everyone would tell me I was number one and I would be the winner of the game Searched under every rock that I found, seeked for the truth, fell to the ground Prayed for the best, lived for the worst, drank till I dropped, still full of thirst Break from the curse, I'm just a man, so much in this life that I don't understand Thought I had it all, thought I had it straight, living in the world Taken by the hate, thought I missed the train, thought that I was late God's got a plan, he can make you wait, left to my devices I would surely fail Like a serpent trying to bite his own tail, like a circle I could never break free Lord give me strength, show me who to be, show me how to love, teach me how to rise Every day's another blessing in disguise, I could be the one to go into the flames Heal me from the pain, save me from the shame, send me to the place that I gotta go Praying you will show me what I gotta know Keep me. Keep it from myself, keep it from the hate, keep, keep it from the pain Keep it from the thunder, living in your wonder, washed in the rain Keep it from the way that I was living, thinking I, I was justified Travel down the road, thought I was alone, now you're by my side Keep me, keep me from all evil Lord, keep me as I travel down this road Lord, I'm praying I could be the person that I know you knew that I could be Lord, I'm asking that you light the path of everyone who's lost out at sea God, I'm praying that you show me every step I gotta take to make it right Protect us under every circumstance when we need you in this fight Lord, I'm asking that you guide us all the way to make it back to your life Back to your love, back to your grace Ears for the word, eyes for the sight Eyes for the sight. For the many things I need to do, I pray I hear it while I breathe I promise that I'll give you everything I got until I gotta leave Keep it, keep it from myself, keep it from the hate, keep, keep it from the pain Keep it from the thunder, living in your wonder, washed in the rain from the way that I was living, thinking I, I was justified down Travel down the road, thought I was alone, now you're by my side Keep it from the greed, keep it from the lust, keep it from the rage Keep it from, from, 
Keep me in the word, give me courage every time Don't I turn the page Keep it from this evil, keep me in your love, As keep I me in your stride Travel down the road, no I'm not alone, now you're on my side Keep me Lord, we're living in a time when it seems like everyone is losing their mind I know what it's like to live a life lost, needing to be guided And I pray that you watch over all of us as we travel down this road Lord, watch over this fellowship and help us carry the weight of this heavy load Keep me from all evil that seek to destroy those who walk with you in your light And keep us from fear and correct our path in order to know and do what is right Lord, keep me from evil when I start to lose sight And keep me from the darkness of the night I travel down this road You know, this whole show started out tonight with just a, just that touch on my heart where the God wanted me to take it. I had no idea this song was coming. In fact, I didn't know it was coming until 14 minutes before the show, and I'd already laid out the show. See, that's God. When we put our trust into God, he brings things together in the most amazing ways. And if I was to choose a song for tonight to bring things together, that would have been it if I could have imagined one. See, God just does that. And we put our trust in him and we throw our love through Jesus in such a way, we just have to walk this walk. He's keeping all of us. And as he does, we're fulfilling what he needs us to do because we're listening. We're not getting wrapped up in whether I see the word this way in the scripture or that. Those are great things to discuss, but they're not things to divide. And the whole piece here is that we're here for a reason. We're not here to be waiting. And there's a world out there that needs that love of Jesus. You know, in the last few weeks, we've heard some amazing stories. We've heard great interviews. We've seen amazing events. We've seen God move in huge ways. Supreme Court, Georgia Guidestones, all of these things. We've heard the testimony of a Satanist who was touched by someone who was a Christian. I would just say a disciple of Jesus better. Who showed him love and compassion in such a moment that he could, it broke him. And he left the church. That was in South Africa. This is a war that we will fight and we will win one person at a time. And if you think that's not going to work, let's do some numbers. If I begin with one person that shares Jesus with another and they now walk together, now that's two. And those two share Jesus with somebody and now that's four. And those four now share that love of Jesus and now that's eight. And eight becomes 16 and 16 becomes 32. And 32 becomes 64, 64 becomes 128, and 128 becomes 256. And we start to watch this mount, and each step, the the first steps are the slowest in perception. And pretty soon you're in the thousands, and every time in about 50 weeks or less, probably more about 25, you've touched most of the country. But here's the deal, we're not starting with one. We're starting with millions. And if we do those iterations, 
you'll be amazed that in about 30 days, the entire world has been touched by Jesus if we take time to do it. That's change. That's power. And it's the one aspect of this entire fight that we can always control. We can control our relationship with Christ. We can't control that hand puppet, Joe Biden. We can't control mattress back Kamala. And I wouldn't want to. We can't control Jill Biden telling the Latinos that they remind her of breakfast tacos. <laughs> I don't know how you get there, but anyway. You, you can't control these things. You can't control the rigging of the election. You can fight for the restoration of the right, but you can't control it. And you sure as heck can't control the global powers that are moving finances and rigging the price of gold and silver and shutting down the access to oil and forcing us each to try to supposedly accept an electric car that we don't want or need. But that's their structure of power. And when we start living in that concept and get frustrated with it, we're living in their architecture of power. And we're forgetting that all of this, it's like, it's like preschool to God. Because what's missing in, in God's fight here, it's all of us just turning to God and saying, God, I'm here. Keep me. And let the damn thing burn down that we're in because we don't need it. And that's all that God's seeking right now. And ultimately, and you've heard me say this so many different ways, but this is it. It's not that difficult. The world changes immediately the moment we finally let go of this idolatry and stupid obsession of money and things and the fears of that they put upon us and turn to God and say, keep me. I'm with you. I trust you. I walk fearlessly. The minute that that happens, game over. We win. We all win. And I mean instantly. So that seems like a great mission. One that I'm all on with. A mission to go into the world, to go into our neighborhoods, our communities, and just walk in that place of life and ask God to put before us the opportunities to share with each person the love of Jesus. Because we want this thing, this Looneyville, this clown show to end. And it doesn't just given because God's not just going to go, okay, I'll fix it. Because Unless we let go of it all, we can't sit next to the throne. We're an impure. How can he forgive a nation? How can he forgive a people? How can he give us all that we're asking for if so many are still wandering around in sin? And yet we keep asking for it. So how about if we change the question or the request? Instead of asking him to fix it, we should be praying to say, God, lead us to the places that we can fix it together and let's get this nation back on track so we can all sit here together next to the throne and with that let's pray father we come to you tonight just very blessed and just a really wonderful perspective you've provided for us this evening and just seeing the world through a lens of unity, not a lens of division and frustration and expectation. Father, it's, 
not difficult, and we know that. It's in our hearts if we listen. It's just us walking with Jesus and us being in the world and us asking a simple question that we're going to pray on tonight, Father. Just lead us to the places you need us to be so we can bring the many into the fold of Jesus and the love of you so you can keep us and let the rest of it fall. We're ready. We don't want you to fix it for us. We want to share the walk with you. We want to be part of it. And I think we miss that, Lord. I think we too often are looking to have you fix it instead of wanting to share it because like a good father and with a son or a daughter, that's what every parent wants, to share the experience of transformation and love. So, Father, let's walk together. Let's do this. And we're committed. For all those that join in this, we're committed. Open the doors that only you can open. We'll walk through. Put before us those challenges that, yeah, they'll be there, but we know you're with us. And we're going to share this together, and we're going to transform this world in amazing ways. Thank you. Because it's really as simple as that. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. You know, we've grown up into a world that's so much influenced by the me. It's an indoctrination, as we heard tonight from the very beginning. They want power. They want to influence us. They indoctrinate us through schools. They indoctrinate us through the obsessions and exposures to sex. They twist minds. You hear people say that, you know, porn ruined my life or whatever. We've heard earlier tonight in the first in the Bards FM show, we heard about people that are selling images of themselves in scanty clothing, making $33 million a year. Good. Because you know what? In terms of God, that's dime store stuff. Hope they enjoy that purse because that's what they have and that's all they have. And for God, that was a choice they made to walk away from him. Hope it was worth it. Not that they can't be saved, but for all that they're pushing, I hope that it was worth it. Because if things ended right now, that's not very much money to have gained for your life. I don't, I'm never about trying to fear people into savior. Being, a, being saved. I want people to walk into that place with their open heart and excited about it. And I'm not going to do that by shaming them and I'm not going to do that by trying to give them a fear of the end of times, a rush that it has to get done now or else. I'm going to do that by just turning to Jesus and saying, look, let's do this together and let's see where it takes us. And let me know what you need me to do because each time we encounter somebody, we've got an opportunity, no matter what is said or how things are done, to expose them to the power and the love of Christ because Christ is in us and he works through us. Pretty much it. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. God is so wonderful and moving through us 
Let's do this together with him. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So let's walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove That we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
Something to find.